and welcome back to the Netflaps podcast. My name is Andy Doherty, alongside my co-host, Adam Janketic. Adam, how are we doing after watching Odd Thomas? Oh, uh, I, I just like, we're falling down a pothole of like reading into shit and finding <laughs> more and more worse stuff about this movie. Well, it's like weird because, so we watched Odd Thomas, which is a 2013 um, uh, mystery, supernatural mystery thriller. Am I right on that? Um, about a kid in a small town, uh, named Odd Thomas, <laughs> who has supernatural abilities, um, and he goes around solving murders and different crimes of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of inferred that in the beginning he kind of like ghost whispers and like helps ghosts like catch their killers kind of deal. Because him and Willem Dafoe have like a relationship already by the time we're, we're you know, caught up. Yeah, and Willem Dafoe is the chief of police of the small town. Um, Quotes, small town. <laughs> because there's, we'll get into it later, but there's, there are some scenes where they'll be like, oh, this is a small town. Here's a dirt road off to like this shack that is in like the middle of a desert. But uh, then they'll pan over and they're like crossing a bridge like a like a fully lit metal bridge <laughs> In, into like like nothing but like skyscrapers and like tall buildings and lights and uh, and they have a, a two-story mall that plays a big part in this movie ah uh, yes in the in the small town <laughs> so uh the way that we meet out thomas he's describing like his home life and uh he's going over this whole thing about how like there's a fight between his parents between whether he was actually supposed to be named odd or not um what did you make of those scenes it's uh yeah the movie starts out with like odd like kind of recapping his life and his mom shared the same ability but she went absolutely overboard with it and she was going crazy she was in a mental hospital which i thought she's gonna pop up later but now learning that there's a book series that this is based off is she probably appears in that and they do some bullshit but in the movie, it's just she's referenced. There's a scene, and she's gone. She and that's she's it. She's being like held down by like police officers in a straitjacket <laughs> as she's like pulling a knife, going, "I'm not crazy." So, and then he like makes a reference to his father, and then his father just never shows up in this movie. Yeah, I figured the father would be more prevalent in whatever this is because because now like learning that there's a book series i'm like oh is this supposed to be like books one and two like one through three like what what did this cover you know because i'm not gonna read a whole book series just to do a movie <laughs> review well, i i think that i think that from what i saw that this movie leads off at the end of where book one ends 
which oh okay i mean for the context i like like then there's also that thing of like when it's made of a book you're like thinking are they just trying to like make a movie of the book or are they trying to like like you know for for fans to be like oh i know what happens now you know we were as a viewer who didn't read this book series like we were very left out of context clues yeah i was going over uh trying to find reviews and a lot of the negative reviews were like diehard book fans being like oh like this was wrong like why is you know where's his cat like where's this where's why is sky like he's supposed to be a heavy set cop like why isn't this thing true and it's weird to like find out that after this movie because it did feel like it was like oh this is like one one part of a whatever series because it was so odd and rushed at times and then super slow at times yeah um so now let's get into the plot a little bit uh so the first thing that we see odd do is that he sees a girl and he's he's like says her name and her name was like penny something oh that's who penny was as we were going over the cast list before to make sure we know (laughs) who all the people were uh we found a person that we could not name of where they were from uh he says like penny whatever her last name was summers and it's like a girl with like a little bit like of tattered clothing tattered clothing and she had like a like blood coming out of her mouth or blood stained a little bit and he ends up like following her and we're like whoa this is kind of creepy um what are we watching and uh she leads him up to a car in which he just kind of like walks up to like this douchebag guy driving this convertible and is like i know you killed her there's blood in your pocket and it's such a weird like how that's granted the beginning part where he was just kind of like telling off things of his life and then right into that was such an odd thing to we're gonna say odd a lot because fucking why not right um such an odd thing to do to be like oh like this is something he does and he's so calm and collected about it like he like takes the keys out and and, uh, is interrogating him and he's getting more worried and it's like oh so like this has happened before this is not the first time it's and in the beginning i remember him saying he had to like hide his abilities constantly but now it's like oh it's a thing now he chases down people and he just goes oh fucking willem dafoe like i this is the guy and willem dafoe just like leaves him he knows about his abilities and well, it's weird. Uh, yeah, there's there's such a weird. So his relationships. Let's go into his relationships real quick. So there's Stormy Ewellian. I forgot what her last name was. Um, she's the love interest of him. When they were like younger, they were at some type of like carny fair, and they went up to like the fortune teller, like those fake fortune teller things, and they got a card that says you're going to be together forever. And they've those two kids have really lived by uh, what was told for them by a psychic. But she is also, like, cool with everything. Like, he will bring up, like, he starts seeing these demons, which, like, you know, um, means that, like, innate chaos is just going to happen somewhere. So he follows, like, these demons. Bodak's. Okay, Bodak. Bodak Yellows, right. That's how I'm going to remember it. It's referencing a song from, uh, um, referencing a a, a rap song Um, from Cardi (laughs) B. That's who it was. I couldn't think of who it was. Um... He, like, sees them, and they're just... He knows that they're just gonna cause chaos, which is fine. Like, I'm fine with that context. But then, like, everybody else knows that he sees these things, you know? Because, like, Willem Dafoe knows that he sees them. His, his The girlfriend, Stormy, knows that that he sees them. And they're just like, oh, you're seeing those things again? All right, cool, lead us to the chaos. Yeah, yeah like, it's... Because 
Well, also we'll get into like when we first see them. It it feels like a different fucking movie, but it's so weird that like these things are like brutal killers and like you know they they have the capacity to like murder people. Like remember, um, he was talking to the other kid who had the same abilities, and then immediately the kid's like, "Oh yeah, I, t- I told one of them to fuck off or I flipped it off, whatever he was talking about," and like immediately a bus just comes in and wham, like hits him so he knows not to like disclose that he can see it's such a weird when he's talking to the cholo concept. guy in this small town that has, yeah, that has an urban town. urban section to it where all these all these gangsters hang out yeah a lot of plot holes in this movie <laughs> I, I, it seems like we're jumping around but that's how the movie kind of is it doesn't for a bit yeah i think the way that we got to do it is that we got to stick to a strand and then run that strand out and then once that strand is done we then move on to something else all right so then let's continue with um the car scene where he chases the guy out of the car or the guy runs rather and he you know gets chased um because why what like a kid just comes up to him like oh you murdered that girl and you're just like haha who the fuck are you and he's like the blood's in your pocket and you're just like haha who are you just fucking leave like you know what i mean like it's some random kid like that no one knows that he can do this shit like where was the girl's body was it in the trunk or something like that i don't think so right don't don't remember yeah i don't think so so yeah he just and then he caught he, there was like a thing in there where he they were like, oh, yeah, he must have just did it for how like the timelines work out. So he just caught like he was just coming from murdering her. That's what the movie was burying to do. her. Yeah. Or, you know, disposing body, something like that. Yeah. Because well, the blood, the pocket thing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, He's just yeah, and then- driving casually down a road with a, in a convertible with with just having murdered a person. Oh, that, that's you know you, you gotta act uh nonchalant you know, <laughs> yeah he committed you know you know uh, a, a crime you just you gotta play it off you know he's he's not yeah like put his hood up and like fucking like shade around and fucking like dart around every corner oh. uh a little bit but no uh what we should do is continue the chase scene where he chased him into a party um and then it's, it's it's such a weird yeah again the, the whole small town thing it's like a party with like two backyards and a pool and they have like tvs outside and they're just like throwing each other into shit like tvs like the, the like the the table gets broken i don't think it's a real table i know it, it was a real table yeah it wasn't like a ping pong table it was like, like a, a glass a, uh yeah coffee table yeah 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 um, and in the house, the guy running tries to like, kidnap the kid as like leverage or some shit. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And keep in mind, this is the first like five, seven minutes in the movie. I'm like, oh, well, my goodness, like what is happening here? Um, and immediately, um, uh, it's just like wailing on him. And then like, it's like dubbed over, like during him being the shit out of him. He's like, this isn't the first time doing this. Like, and he's just, like beating the shit out of him. Like, and he, he was like narrating the fight too. So he's like, oh, don't grab the yeah. lamp or something like that. Like, don't grab the lamp. Yeah. He's like, oh, learn that mistake once or twice. So like, I, I would have liked to see him being a rookie, like ghost whisperer type deal. But again, I know it's the whole thing. Now I can't say that because, like, oh, it's based off the book, and like people are like revering the book, being like, oh, it's re- it's really good. How could they like do this? Like the movie, it's like such injustice. And I kind of want to read the books now because, like, for this first twenty, I think twenty five minute marker, the movie fucking swaps. And I'll, I'll get into after we 
uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess like there was just such low stakes, you know, because like because then, you know, Willem Dafoe's character, the who's the police chief, walks up and is like, um, you know, you can't be doing this. He's like reprimanding him a little bit like you don't have any evidence. Remember, like we kind of talked about this. You need to get evidence before you do it. Um, and uh, and uh, I get he just kind of like believes odd off of him doing this before yeah well i i think i remember them talking about like oh your track record is like is like 100 percent. so that's all another fucking thing he goes he woman defoe's character hops between like oh well you've never been wrong once i'm just gonna blindly follow you and like you can't keep doing this like you can't why are you doing this i've i you make you know, my life so like, much harder yeah and it's like and then he's then he's talking to like the whatever all, all his police force and like that kid's never been wrong once always trust him <laughs> yeah which which really sets up for for kind of another bigger plot hole later in the movie um i think that just like it was just so low stakes you know like all the things that he was doing like sure he's catching a murderer but you know it, it was like he wasn't impacting the town so then it was like all right the small town so then it was like all right we need to have this like impending doom that's going to destroy the world uh from the small town from inside the small town impending doom isn't it was i think in this movie they say we have to save the world oh yeah no because to them the the whole ball scene at the end is the end of the world yeah because, like, I don't understand how a shooting in a... Because it, it all leads up to a shooting in a mall, and there's, like, a bomb where he needs to, like, get rid of this bomb because they're going to also blow up the mall at the same time. Uh, but then, like, I guess they're saying, well, we need... he Or Odd himself is saying, I need to stop them because, uh, like, they're just going to go and do this in every place. The demons, the Bodaks. No, he's not stopping the Bodaks. The Bodaks are—they're not neutral, but they're like they feed off of chaos. like chaotic, yeah, like how. And I don't think they influence it. Okay. Or like they—they they might to a degree. I don't really know. It's again in the books. It's probably like so well explained. Yeah. But in the movie, it was just like, oh, here they are. And let me get into the next. Um, the dinosaur scene. The dinosaur scene. It felt like a totally fucking different movie it felt like a professional like stepped in was like let me just show you guys like what i want and then did this 10 minutes and then they just fucking like i was like all right like let me show you what we can do it. and some fucking 13 year old toddler was just like smashing away on the keyboard like i don't fucking know because it was so well done like he's talking to little girl uh, you know not talking to little girls but like talking to uh his co-workers kids and like explaining shit and talking die to talk you know stuff's flying in the air it's shot so well and then, you know, he's doing the stereotypical, like, bartender thing. He's, like, shooting stuff and signing glass around the counter. And then it goes into, you see the Bodex for the first time. After this great little scene, mm. which is just, like, a one-off shot where he's, like, panning over. And, and it's, like, a one-shot, or at least it looks like it. And then the Bodex come in. And it look, they look great. Like, what I see people talking, like, oh, yeah. the CGI is great in this movie. The fucking Bodex is the only good CGI in this whole movie. Because they look so yeah. creepy. They, like, there's... Um, movement is so fucking well done because they're like slithering around and like they can't touch people and then after all this great shit happens like i feel like the movie just drops off i thought the bodex were i think they were well done throughout the film 
I mean, when we watched the trailer of this movie before we watched it, like, and that's the only vetting that we do on these movies, um, we saw like four different explosions and we looked at each other like, oh, this is going to be terrible. You know, like that was our initial reaction because there was like stuff supposedly trying to like blow up all the time. Um, but I don't know. I thought that scene was good. So in that whole diner scene, like he kind of like it, it, the way that the way that it catches him by surprise too. I think that was like really well acted as well. And then I see what you mean though, when you say like it drops off because after that, like it's like, Oh, what's going to happen? What's up with this guy? And then he kind of just follows him out to a shack. <laughs> yeah. that That's what I mean. It, it felt like, like a different fucking movie. Also uh, on a point with the explosions, this is uh, directed by Steven Stormers, the guy who did uh, the Mummy series. And all of the CGI, I don't know if it's, you know, whatever, he couldn't get the same guy. Whatever. The CGI is great yeah. in all of those movies. And, like, the only good CGI was uh, the boat axe. And the, all the explosions, I don't know if it was because, no, because 2013 was, like, Transformers had to have been out yeah, right then, I, right? Or, like, I remember Avatar. that The Rock was, like, the big bad, the Scorpion King or whatever in in like the mm. last one of those that he like officially wrote and i remember like people making fun of the fact that they like digitally did the rock they were like just put the rock in why would you hire the rock and then not <laughs> and then digital enhance him like it doesn't make any sense no but i'm talking explosions because they were so so yeah. bad in this movie the explosions were yeah 1000 percent. did you did you like the shooting scene where where like he's not the one in the mall the one in the mall was bad the the shooting scene that he sees in the dream when all like the bowlers get shot up. Oh yeah. That was another CGI scene. Right. Yeah. yeah so Which, he has... uh, that's, what that's what I'm saying. This movie, I feel like it has two different like things or like mm. the guy called in sick for like whatever, like a month or some <laughs> shit. And they just continue the movie. It's so weird. That's an interesting point. Cause there, there is like a fall off right after that. Um, and of course the scene I'm referencing is that he has a nightmare uh, that like, uh, yeah, vision. well, a nightmare vision Premonition. that um, uh, a bunch of people are going to get shot up and he, he like he gets shot in the stomach and then like he wakes up and he thinks he got like shot in the stomach as well. Um, Really good. Really well shot. Um, I woke up fully clothed. Yes. Mm -hmm. In jeans and socks. <laughs> in jeans. Yeah. Uh, as one does. But um, I think, yeah, right after that, like. It was really good at setting up, you know, what's going to happen next, the suspense of the movie. Um, and then it kind of falls off. It, 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 it turns into like a lost almost. Yeah. Where there's like so many questions, because remember, he ends up breaking. So the, they're, all the Bodaks are following this one guy that they name Fungus Bob, which we never learned the name of. And um, uh, even though like all the cops have his ID, I don't think we ever learn his last name or that his real name I, I is Bob. I think, no, I think it's really, it was Robert something. Oh, okay. I think his name was, was in there, but yeah, Fungus Bob. Cause they, they nickname uh, oh, him Fungus Bob and his name ends up being coincidentally Bob. I, mm, that might not be how it goes, okay. but, um, yeah, a lot of these characters are unmemorable. Like all of there's like four police officers or no, I'm sorry, three and then uh accomplice. Yes. That, that they all have like no lines, like absolutely no lines. I, I think they had lines. I, the dialogue in this movie was so horrendous that I can honestly not tell you a line that Odd Thomas said between him and Stormy, his girlfriend. Yeah, I, I'm 
like remembering more and more about like they when they were on screen together they were always like wittily going back and forth but it yeah. was such nonsense where it was like not important it was just quips and, yeah yeah and it, just, it wasn't important to the movie it didn't no. have to you could have had some dead air time and them like you know like longing looking at each other or fucking some other shit like i don't know full of twilight <laughs> Oh, no, not to do that's that's an extent fucking no one else has gone to but uh <laughs> god damn um your, your dialogue <laughs> the way that you shoot your dialogue your extremes are like odd thomas where you're just having these quentin tarantino type quips to twilight where they're just staring at each other for half the movie yeah yeah i remember you, you told me it's like a fucking tarantino movie but it's like not it also like wasn't like loud enough it wasn't like clear enough it was yeah. just, like it was like little mumble quips of them like like she got on a scooter and left and it was like a five minute scene of them talking because she was like sitting on the scooter and they just talked for five minutes about like really nothing like yeah. it was like oh odd i don't want you to do that like oh odd be safe and he was like oh don't worry about it baby i got it like well, I- oh you've seen me do this before like i got it. and like it was like okay like what what that? What's the purpose? I thought she was going to be like such a badass. You know, I thought that this was yeah. going to have like the type of thing where because like his whole thing, like what's his uh, what's his catchphrase? It's like I might I might uh, see dead people, but by but, I do something but then me. by God, I do something about it, which he does. You know, he he brings up to his claims. But, I, you know, it kind of felt like an evil dead type thing where like there's this cast of characters and they're all kind of like scared that all this stuff is happening. But then when the time comes for them to like step up and battle these, these demons and these monsters and stuff, they're like, they're like, you know, hop to like, and they, and they come up clutch. Odd Thomas fills that role, but his girlfriend's stormy. So when they go to the church, when that whole scene happens and there's the, the, um, the premonition that just starts ripping through the entire church and and at the time, I don't think we know that it's a premonition that's doing it. They think that there's something actually like coming after them. Like Stormy's just I, I sitting there to, shitting his or shitting her pants. To interrupt you for a bit, I uh, I felt it was foreshadowing because he was like, oh, like fucking fu- fungus Bob is here, and she's looking around going, what, where, what, where. <laughs> You know what I mean? And, like, to us, you know, that's how it was supposed to be done. It was like, oh, he's coming. Oh, like, the scary guy. I don't know what he's about. So, I get, it was, you know, rewatching it, it's so fucking obvious. But I guess watching it the first time, not really. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Well, we just didn't know what was going to happen. You know, there, there was that yeah. was a pretty suspenseful scene as well because – you know, they see um, they see Fungus Bob like running into the bottom of the church and they're trying to like hide from him uh, with the truth. Also, spoiler. have we gone over have we gone over them having fucking a picnic on the top of the church? No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. So um, did you think it was just like them being edgy teenagers? No, it's, I, I think, again, the whole small town thing of like oh where can we go to have lunch mm. like oh the field or oh the top of the church like they didn't if it was one thing if he came in and like dapped up the fucking priest and was like oh we're having lunch again he was like oh okay have fun like you guys are so cute or whatever he, they just like went into an empty church and had lunch on top of it and that was it like there was no explanation i thought the church was abandoned but i guess not mm, because right no, after Willem they- defoe has like a whole ass investigation no, because I remember, the, uh, I think a priest is there when they're, like, have all the garbage slewing around and, like, the, the pews are, like, everywhere. Mm. Yeah, because there was a whole ass investigation. It's like, why are you investigating a uh, 
an abandoned church. Abandoned church. Yeah, exactly. Well, if Fungus Bob was there, so that you could be setting it for Prince. Uh, that was a whole nother thing is they yeah. never found Prince. That was another like throw in the face of like, oh, obviously, fucking he can see ghosts. Yeah, really good form of, uh, red, uh, of a red herring. And she didn't see him either. Remember that too? He's like, oh God, he's coming. And she's like, where, where, where? So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, there were some elements about this movie is better than I think any movie we've watched. <laughs> it no because no, Hebe Halloween was better. <laughs> oh my stars! <laughs> no, because this this movie had the potential to be a amazing fucking movie, mm. and obviously, rest in peace, uh, the the main character. You know, they can't do. Um, another book in the series would it well, I don't know if it was planned. Well obviously no, it was not planned because this movie flopped so fucking hard in the box office. It like unreal flop in the box office. Yeah, and you know, if a if a writer has to make um I think Dean Koontz was the author of the of the novels. Um if he made like eight books about this and like some of them were New York Times bestsellers, like that means he's moving those books like <laughs> It's yeah. not like it's an unwanted series that nobody asked for. Um, I think there was probably an audience for it. Um, I don't know if that falls like on director, though, you know, uh, probably a mix of fucking like weird interpretation. Yeah, they had the, the three main people, uh, you know, the, the odd uh, Stormy and Willem Dafoe. Well, great combination. Like, love them on scene. Like, they, they did well. But I don't know if it was, a, again, weird interpretation of, like, oh, like, stuff all flat. Like, the CGI wasn't good. Oh, they couldn't get this. They couldn't. I don't know what happened. I'm looking through my notes right now, and I'm finding that the reason uh, of how they caught the dude in the convertible, um, it was because he had uh, pictures of the dead body in his wallet. Ah, Yes. But it would just be crazy shit like that that kind of really brings down how good this movie is because it's just yeah, something th that you don't understand, you know? Yeah. So if, you know, you have a piece of paper and you put like a hundred fucking pinholes in it, it's not a piece of paper anymore. It's not a good movie anymore. If there's like a hundred bad parts of this movie, it's not a good movie anymore. Yeah. I uh, just Just a lot of confusing things. Like... I think that even like like we talked about the scene where the guy gets hit after he says he saw one of the boat acts and he was like I he was like I flipped it off and raised my middle finger to it and then he gets hit by a car. I um, saw you flip off oh, IRL. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I have to do the action. I'm Italian, Adam. We cover this in Little Italy. Yeah. Um, I think that that was a good like you know it's a it's a good sense of foreshadowing but it's kind of like fluff it doesn't really have any logic to it and i think a lot of the stuff of how they found clues uh and the way that he tried to like you know quote unquote hide his ability it, they just had zero logic to them yeah and i think i think that really hurt it as now i'm flipping pages so i'm probably ruining that whatever i'm saying <laughs> um all right, so let's get into what's next. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's get into the whole triangle of um, of the bad guys in this movie. Oh, isn't it square? Wasn't there four? There was. Uh, oh, yeah, there was four. We do. We do find out that there was a fourth. So we got Fungus Bob, who is just pretty much like a runner for for like the other bad guys. 
which is like it's so weird that they're like group of like specific individuals has like the guy who's like batshit fucking crazy and like he's i think right wasn't fungus bob's house that they were going through our um, odd was going through shit and he like loved serial killers and had like newspaper clippings of fucking mass shootings right like he was like out of his mind crazy want to like like kill people yeah i wasn't sure if that was like their hideout but i guess that was his house yeah house hideout like for, the hideout for, for all of them versus just the house for fungus bob well i i think the two police officers probably had their own homes but yeah mm. they probably went over there to like plot their shit yeah uh so <laughs> i guess spoiling it the the Bodaks are following around a group of, I guess, just domestic terrorists that have this, um, what is it, P.O.D. tattooed on their arm? Uh, I think we only see two tattoos, right? No, but they're the same tattoo. Uh, it's a, it's a, well, one's on an arm, one's on, on his the chest. chest. Yeah, and it's a, an abbreviation for Prince of Darkness. So, <sighs> as... As a as a viewer, we're supposed to believe that these two kids, like I, I, the way that it's explained to us very narrowly in the end, is that these two cops were like well, they were kids. No, no, uh, uh, Bob, uh, well, Bob wasn't a cop. No, no, but the two cops were like the head honchos. Were they? Yeah, I think it was the two cops and the one guy and and uh, the one that shows up to Fungus Bob's house waving the gun around, going, going. Bob, I want my gun. I'm here for my gun, Bob. That guy. I think those three guys were like the head honchos. And I think Bob was in on it, but they were like, he's obviously the weaker member because he was the one that was getting followed around by Odd. Well, and that's why they killed him. Again, to, to spoil some ending, the, the Bodaks were leading odd off which means they knew that yeah. he could see them which made no fucking sense yeah a thousand percent because it, it was like if you knew why not kill him because also uh, uh it's like kind of loosely explained but not at all that the bodak took over someone's body to hit the guy who flipped him off do you remember like yes. that's how it was explained yeah. so that's what i'm saying uh, yeah so that really it calls into question because i was with you with you with the whole thing that the bodaks can't take anybody over they're just gonna follow chaos but now i'm thinking about it because i was gonna say well isn't there a scene at the end which i was gonna save when we got to the end um of when uh he's when he's when he gets to the bomb and he ends up shooting or, or killing one of the uh one of the other guys that was in on it like he takes him over yeah so yes yeah, so we see that twice so I, I don't again it's it's not explained yeah. or maybe they go in and like alter something or like persuade them to do something i don't i don't know like i said it's it's never on paper explained there's zero logic like like yeah. they do some they do things and there's zero logic and that's what really takes away from it, it it's it makes it a bad movie <laughs> yeah because you do there's there's like action for there being no purpose of action yeah you know like the fact that and and they say this at the end of the movie this was actually said in the movie oh yeah those guys they killed somebody when they were younger and they liked killing so much that they infiltrated the police yeah and that's just 
plainly stated of their motivations. And, and throughout the movie, they talk or like joke a lot about like, oh, police brutality. And like, they're like beating the fucking people they're arresting. And they're like, oh, perks of the job. Am I right? And like high fiving and shit. And it's so weird. But I, I guess it is supposed to be like, oh, these are, you know, the, the antagonists. Like they are like it's showing like kind of how like the fungus Bob scene where like, oh, she couldn't see him. It's like that. And when you see the tattoo, it's like little, little things that you kind of because it's a mystery movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they did that part wrong in the movie, though. You know what I mean? Like we could praise them for parts that they did right, you know? Yeah. And, and I think they did that part right. I think there was a lot of like little crumbs that they left throughout the movie, which was good. Uh, and then as we're going back on it, we're going like, oh, yeah, that was that was actually pretty good. I think it's the fact that just shit happens for no reason <laughs> in this small town. That's also not a small town. But I, I just wish I could like f- speed read through the book and just be like, oh, the, re- mm. the good parts of this movie are the only good parts from the book. I wish I could say that. Because that, that is what a lot I'm getting. I'm sorry, I worded that fucking horribly. That is what I'm getting from uh, seeing the reviews and like going through like the one, two, three stars. It's a lot of like, oh, like, you know, they missed out on this. Like, the, the, you know, fucking blah, blah, blah. You know, why didn't he have this? Like, why is the cop that way? They should have portrayed him better. Like, you know, where's this? Where's that? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's the thing with these books. Like, um, I really love a movie called uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And that's based on a book um, about like a guy who was like a New York reporter who went down to like Georgia to cover like a party and a murder in real life happens at the party. And he kind of just like it was it's a real life story so it's like not even like it's fiction but he just kind of like went through with the trial like followed everything super closely uh and had this best-selling book made of it they made a movie about it and the movie was three hours long and people were still complaining that they missed things that were in the book (laughs) that made they made the movie great so um so yeah it's kind of hard when you do these book to movie adaptations um if you know if you're going to like leave out stuff or you're going to try and do stuff like, oh, we're going to set this up for a sequel, you know, especially what this was. Oh, yeah. But you could tell at the end it was trying to be sequel. And and Avatar The Last Airbender falls into that same grouping, too. Well, that was show to real life movie. Manga. It was a manga. Yeah, OK, I guess. Before it was but, a show. Like, but then I'd compare it to like Harry Potter's one where it's like mm-hmm. it's pretty screen accurate and people are like very, very nitpicky about like certain things. Like there's there's only a handful of things that like really got changed. Yeah. That's so it can be done well. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's just like, OK, well, then don't hire the guy that does a bunch of mummy movies. And even at this time, he was like not even doing the mummy movies anymore. <laughs> he was getting laughed at while doing the mummy mummy movies, you know? No, no, no. He was doing uh, Scorpion King. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was doing Scorpion King at this time. And well, then never directed that, another another mummy movie. He was executive producer yep. on them. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, But that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think he helped with the Bodak scenes because it was all like CGI. He probably like really, really like helped and be like, oh, like, you know, do this, do that to try and be like, get like that reaction out of them. 
because odd when he was like staring at it like you could tell he was like staring at you know the cgi thing but he was like real nervous he got tensed up like he, his acting i don't know if it's his acting ability or maybe uh help the the director in that part oh no anton yelich is a great actor um thinking about the acting in this movie i, I think he's really like the only one that acted well <laughs> Even Willem Dafoe, because Willem Dafoe looked confused reading a lot of his lines. Yeah, I didn't like the thing that was up with him was that he was so back and forth in his relationship with Odd that like he threw me off. He'd be going to like yell at him. And then the next sentence is like, like someone would be murdered. And that's got to be like (laughs) a huge thing in a small town. And, And he'd be like, oh, I know it's this killer and everything. Um, Yeah, which, by the way. Oh, because the girl comes back later. So he he has a friend. Odd has a friend who he's known for a long time, and they meet up at. They were, remember they were at like the the police chief's house. Remember that? No, they were having a barbecue, and he introduces oh. them to the bad guys. The two cops then end up being the bad guys. Um, yes. and then the girl, like the blonde girl, ends up hitting on her on him, and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm faithful," or whatever uh leslie i don't know her name then two scenes later she ends up dead (laughs) oh yes that one no it wasn't who was her boyfriend was it a cop oh yeah because they were setting they were setting them up together and and it was the dogs from fungus bob's house that chased her down Oh, so maybe it was and then the not second cop of the other guy. Th- well, yeah, because Fungus Bob might have been dead at that point. No, I think it was the three of them. I think it was the two cops and the one accomplice guy that came in and said, "Bob, where's my gun?" Because mm. the guy who said, "Bob, where's my gun?" He's the guy who shot and killed the blonde girl. And he was saying, "Like I was aiming for the dogs," and you were like, yeah. "You sat there and you were like, what happened? Like, did he just like kill a dog?" And I was like, "No, he murdered her." And he was like, you were like, no way. He would have been arrested and everything. I was like, no, he murdered her. Yeah, that that was that scene was real confusing. Cause it was like a two minute scene trying to explain something real fast, and then they just like kind of glossed over it. Yeah. And then and then the movie switched again to then start and uh frame odd as the killer. Yeah. Which honestly would have been a bad twist. To be like, oh, maybe the Bodaks are like manipulating him or like, you know, like fucking taking him over and like making him see things. Yeah, that that wouldn't have been a bad storyline if he didn't go. So he goes back to his house after like seeing this girl that he just talked to and knew his whole life murdered. And then uh, he, he sees Fungus Bob in the bathroom dead. In his house. In yes. his house, in his bathtub. Um, with I think the gun was on the floor and he was just like draped in the bathtub. Yeah, it, trying to I guess I guess the point of that was to set up Odd for the murder for the murder of Fungus Bob. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember who. Yeah. Oh yeah, to definitely set up. I don't. Know, I remember which person was it. It couldn't have been the other guy because he was getting interrogated probably. Yeah. So maybe one of well, the there were three of them in on it. Yeah. So, so that makes, and there were two cops, two of them were cops, so they could probably get around no matter what. But the fact that not only does he wrap the body up in the most obvious body bag ever. Uh, Isn't it like a sheet? Yes. And he he duct tapes it. He then throws the dead body of Fungus Bob onto the back of his neighbor's car. Oh, oh, I forgot. 
yes. Oh my, I forgot this whole fucking scene. Yes. And then the neighbor keeps turning on the light to be like, oh, what was that? And Oz just like, oh, it's fine. I'm she actually your car. doesn't say a thing. Oh, it's just the light turns on. And yeah. He's... And he's like, Esmeralda, it's me. And then she turns off the light again. Oh, and and then I fucking hate this trope of like he sits in the car, the wire is already pre-exposed, and he just touches them, and the car starts. He does this twice. I forgot that he could just hotwire yeah. a car. Just, just hotwire it. Because yep. he, he does it later when he's trying to get the bomb out from underneath the mall. Oh, okay, you, you know what? I'll explain this away to be like, oh, maybe it's a really old fucking lady, and he does this so often that the wires are there. But yeah, with the truck, it's like what the fuck? Like it's like uh, uh, I'm trying to think, like not a U-Haul truck, like a fucking uh yeah like a moving truck like a okay yeah like a box truck box tr- there we go box truck. it's a box truck and like literally the wires and shit it's under like a metal grate and shit you have to like undo it too like that was such a fucking and he got shot <laughs> he was shot yeah. in the second scene he couldn't even if it like oh i gotta say true the book you haven't been so far you just <laughs> say the keys were left in because they're fucking stupid which they were. They were pretty dumb yeah, criminals. Yeah, exactly. For, for having no tracks on anything, they were pretty dumb criminals. Um, But yeah, but like, you know, even in the scene where he where he's taking Funkus Bob away, uh, he there's just no stakes again. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like, oh, a cop, like, saw him or one of the, the two cops, like, chase him down. Like, yeah, you, not, not to reveal they- your ending. Yeah. Uh fucking Yeah, so they dropped off the body and then they just like like were high fiving each other, like, oh we framed him. Like they're the they could have sat there, waited for him to come home, and then immediately bust in the door and be like, Oh, what's this fucking dead body? You're coming with us. You know what I mean? Like that's such a weird Yeah. Yeah. Well no, I think he was like sending them around. Because remember, like he sent him to the bowling alley because in, in the premonition yeah, yeah, yeah. that that um odd sees he sees the bowling shirt so he thinks it's going to happen at the bowling alley and that is where i finally found it we couldn't find where 50 cent worked his way into this movie (laughs) they go to this bowling alley in this small town and it's like a raven there and uh it it ends up that 50 cent and i there was so many articles on this he's playing a blind rapper in this movie (laughs) <laughs> which was a detail that was not said to us if it if it no. was it was in the shitty dialogue that i paid no attention to yeah um and then like they're searching around they're going like uh they didn't ch- they had the wrong uniforms on of what was in his premonition so they're like oh it's not here but they did call the one cop to like stake out the place so in between that time, so so he was telling Willem Dafoe to send the cops around. And I guess Willem Dafoe was like, you guys got to go here. You guys got to go there. And I guess they just said, all right, that's going to be our alibi. That's the way I made sense of that. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but like, you know, there's just no stakes on him getting rid of of Bob's body. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm remembering he goes to it's an abandoned uh, prison. Yes. If I'm yeah, and then it was like trying like took over by other businesses. I think it was like a, a restaurant at one point. It was like a disco at one point, or like a dance or a club rather. Club's probably a good. I remember it was like it was like three other things, and before it was just like no one wanted to touch it anymore. But yeah, he just threw him in. 
a gas chamber and, and didn't close the door? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I, I do not know. Yeah, because what, what, if it was like – because I was thinking, oh, the airtight chamber. He will preserve the body. And he just fucking left the door open. <laughs> he got too grossed out. Uh, yeah, right? I think he just fled. He was like, all right, that's enough of lugging this body around for fucking miles. And then he has to go back. Because then... Uh, does he go back or he sends Willem Dafoe there? Um, no. Oh, no, he does go back. He does go back he, to find the uh, POD tattoo. Yeah, um, but where does he see it? I'm trying to remember where he sees it. Um, He's what? Where he, where, what causes him to go back to Bob's body in the gas chamber? I, I, I think he was remembering the tattoo and he was like, oh, I got to check Bob for the tattoo. Yeah, but where do you see the tattoo for? You know where he sees it? He sees it. On the it, other cop. No, he sees it on, um, they do see it on the other cop. It, no, he sees it on his computer, right? He Am goes back to Bob's house to look for more clues. And then Bob's ghost is there. Remember that scene? Yeah, no, his ghost is there, but I think he he go no, remember on the computer it was like he's like most visited websites and it was like porn 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 <laughs> prince of darkness like <laughs> these guys had a real one track mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so I think that's what it was. So yeah, they must have seen that tattoo earlier on one of the cops and then um and then he saw it on the, the ghost. Or he saw it on the computer. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he saw it on the ghost, no. Because the ghost was just, like, flinging shit around at him. Right, because he's also having this other premonition that, like, somebody gets shot in the chest. Which was a premonition that he was having going into the movie. Remember? Yes. Because he gets from Pat Oswalt, who plays a character in this movie. Um, <laughs> which I have a note about his character. So, in the book... Let me find this. Uh, in the book... Patton Oswalt's character is just so. Uh, Patton Oswalt's character in the book is supposed to. Be, his name is Little Ozzy, which I did not know his name from this movie. <laughs> uh, and the description underneath him was a jolly four hundred pound, extremely intelligent felinophile, an extremely success, successful mystery novelist with six fing fingers on his left hand. Wow, that's. Uh wrong in the movie <laughs> and he pretty much just employs this guy who's that description makes him sound like he was like a major character if not in this book then another book down the line it makes him sound like an important character and all odd has him do is create a like chest shield yes yeah no because i remember i was like oh they got Patton oswald for this like wow like he's gonna show up again and then he doesn't <laughs> No, because thinking on that, the way you described how the character should have been, I was like, oh, that would have been such a cool little fucking thing. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and they were just doing it, I guess, as like a nod to the books. And that's it. I guess. <laughs> they were like, look, we put this character in here. Are you happy now? Mm, yeah, I guess that probably what it feels like. Um, Yeah. And, and it ends up that 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 chest shield. So he gives it to. Willem Dafoe's character, the police chief, who ends up getting shot in the chest anyway. Um, yeah, 
I thought it was for him because he got shot. I don't know why he knew it was going to be for him. He to kept fight. on having the premonition and he assumed it. But actually the shot that because he kept on seeing a bullet go through a chest and the the actual person who got shot through the heart like that, which, you know, what he was, you know, thinking about was um, Fungus Bob. That's how they killed him. They shot him through uh, the heart. Yes. And then then he then that's what gives him the idea to go back and go, I need to look into his heart. Mm. OK. All right. We're, we're we're thinking correctly now. Gotcha. Yeah. It, again, none of this is explained. A lot of it is. Assumed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading off notes that I made. <laughs> I'm not reading off of a fucking Wikipedia page. Um. Yeah, this Wikipedia yeah. is pretty bare bones. <laughs> oh, it really is. It really, really is. Um, so then there's uh there's a scene where where Willem Dafoe's character gets shot, he goes to the hospital. Uh there was no point in that scene. I oh, feel. yeah. That's a, another thing I want to get into is fucking he gets shot three times, and then like he's like, Oh, he's in the hospital, and like that's all it said, and then he's back later, full recovered. Yeah. <laughs> like like uh, uh not even like give him a sling or something, or like give him like you know, whatever, like uh, uh, arm wrapping or so- something. He was just full recovered, like w- yeah, a week later. Also, another thing we ne- we glossed over was this whole up until we're talking about right now. It's been the same day. Y- yeah, <laughs> I think that this movie takes place in two days. It's the day before the shooting and then the shooting, and that's it. Yeah, was there was there something behind that? Like like a time was passing or something? No, because all I remember is like. Half the movie was the day, and then the night was him hiding Fungus Bob's body, and the next day was the the shooting. I'm like yeah. pretty sure because when he when he first goes when he follows Fungus Bob home the first time, uh, remember he's like looking he's looking through all of his files and he's got all the stuff about the serial killers, all the famous serial killers, um, like the Unabomber and fucking Jeffrey Dahmer and shit. And remember he says like. He's looking through the car- the calendar for some reason, and he finds that on this dude's like paper calendar as he like flips through it, there's like no like September fifteenth or something. I think it was August. Something. And, he, and then yeah. he, yeah, yeah, August, whatever it was, whatever day it was supposed to be, there was like a one day missing out of like the month, and he then looks back into the file again after he calls Stormy, who's working at a. Uh, we got to get into Stormy working at that that um ice cream shop shop. but uh he calls it on the phone with stormy he's looking back through the files and he finds like the guy the guy's name on the file fungus bob's name on the file and picks it up and it's that one missing day from the calendar in his whole file yeah this is a file with a page from a ripoff calendar uh something i just thought of now was they had to have like no fucking like there had to be a conversation for seven. So fucking stormy would call odd and they would both be on the phone while he was like sneaking into like a house or like doing anything. They would be on the phone. So there was no fucking dead air. Yeah. Very soon. Such a weird fucking thing. Yeah. And, and their conversations led to nothing. Like she'd just be like, get out of there. And he'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's like a tension building thing to be like, Oh, she's worried about him. But like, yeah, did it need to be there? And then he no. takes her to the church. And in the moment where she, where I'm like, oh, like she's so down. She knows everything that's happening with all this like extra world shit. And then 
like like something happens like a literal ghost was just haunting the church that they were in and she shatter pants and was oh, yeah. and was like in like fetal position <laughs> you know and i'm like that's terrible character development um uh, yeah i mean you know she works at a she works at a a uh ice cream shop and she talks to him via bluetooth the entire time yes that yeah that's something i fucking left out also um to explain away potholes do you remember what it was called his psychic um something like he was psychic finding i can't remember the fucking name of it where he just wandered around and then ran into what he ran into what was that i don't remember we'll just call it psychic finding it's called psychic magnetism. There we go. I just want to get it right. I'm sorry. Did you did you like the did you like the way that he explained that he had it? Like the example that he used? No. Explain that to me. You don't remember what that was? Remember no. he was like he goes up to the mall and outside of the mall there's like uh his former um little league coach. Yes, is still there haunting the fucking parking auto parts store oh yeah oh they, it was an auto parts store that's right that's yeah. what it was yeah because a tire killed him and then it flashes to when he died and he was like just like singing when he was on this dirt or, or, or like random mass highway in the middle of nowhere that they're supposed to be <laughs> and he like like swerves into the wrong lane and got hit by a semi <laughs> but like so his whole point though right his whole part of his um his powers is to like release spirits of people, right? What? That's his whole point. Wait, so he's uh, supposed to be the ghost whisperer and fucking yeah. have people go into the light? Yeah. Oh, I not not at one point did I fucking think that about this movie. Because <laughs> that's what happens to the first girl. That's what. Uh, sure, no, I, no. When he got caught, I didn't see the girl like get like. Oh, thank you for like fucking avenging me and then like ascend to fucking the greater realm i think she did yeah i would have andy there's no way that i'm like blanking in my mind the girl just like going like getting raptured after fucking odd saves her spirit like yeah i think so i think we were trying to like think like i think there was a lot of things getting thrown in our face and it's it was easy to miss stuff as you see now, like we're just looking over our notes and we're like thinking of stuff of like, oh yeah, how did that happen? Oh yeah, this is how that happened. So they were just throwing a shitload of stuff at us constantly. But I think I think she ascended. I think um uh and I think the blonde girl, after after they find the bomb and everything, I think she ascended as well. Like right after the the truck explodes, after they have that whole fight scene. Okay, yeah, I can see that because, like, she still has, like, quote, unfinished business, like, with her fucking murderer. So that's no. why she's, like, hanging around. No, Green. he stopped her and she and she left and she ascended. What? Yeah, I, I, I swear, I believe I saw two ghosts in this movie ascend into the greater beyond or whatever. No, no, because I'm trying to think. She, because she was like, oh, she was showing odd uh, to the truck. And then I think that was it for her, like, helping. I don't remember seeing her, like, get closure. 
Like I feel I feel like that was her closure was like leading odd to the bomb truck. Yeah. I I believe I saw her ascend to the great beyond after that. What do you mean after that? The whole thing, like he was getting shot trying to get into the truck. (laughs) At what point did the camera cut and it was the girl fucking like growing wings and like ascending? Oh, that that didn't happen. I think they like he like looked at her and she like looked to the sky and disappeared. Uh, You know, that's maybe I I think it was low budget, but I think I'm pretty (laughs) sure that happened to the first girl, Penny, and that happened to the, the blonde chick that that we saw at the mall. I'll take I'm your word for pretty it. Pretty sure. I'll, I'll I, take your word. I, for I don't it. think it was like elaborate. You know what I mean? I don't think. It, I think that it was like, oh, she's on screen. Up, oh, he looked left. He looked right. She's gone. Like I think it was okay. like that. Oh, okay then. All right. I I believe that more than fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like the mom in Hubie Halloween. She was like she was like look dinosaur and they all look the left and <laughs> look Frankenstein. Frankenstein. They they were all gone. That's that's the way that it went down. Um. But yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure both of those people ascended. Well, uh, yeah, it wasn't explained like that is that is further information that I that I did it dispel on you. Gotcha. All right. Um, all right. So let's let's get into him and Viola's relationship. Uh, Viola is Viola is the oh, um, the co-worker. Oh, my God. He's trying to protect <laughs> It, all right, yeah, we got to go over that and the whole fucking end of the movie, Andy. Yeah, well, I, I'm and trying to set up to, to who Viola is. Yeah, okay. Oh, it, it, I just realized, I just checked our timestamp. I, I know through editing, we're not going to be at the same time, but Andy, oh, fucking what? How are we this deep already? <laughs> because there was a lot of shit to talk about. We're, we're actually, us going through theories is so great. And it's also great that we have different perspectives on what is happening. And this normally we've been watching separate. This one we watch together, and we're still like fucking, At like not remembering. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we were like commenting and like writing notes and shit. And I was like, "Oh, you gotta write that one down." All right, cool. I will write this, and we're still like not fucking connecting in some parts of the movie, which is fine because we saw things differently. This movie threw a lot of shit at you, and like. Honestly, it was probably worth a second watch. Like, if we watched it a second time, we would have caught so much more. Oh, absolutely. Which is why I might argue that this is the best movie that we've watched so far. Because it might actually warrant a second watching for me. Second watching, to explain away a movie, does not is not, like, a good thing in my book. To catch Going- everything. Yeah, imagine I was like, oh, dude, I love this movie. And they're like, oh, should I watch it? And I'm like, no, watch it twice, fucking moron. (laughs) Yeah, you can watch it once, but you're not going to understand it. (laughs) Yo, watch Hubie Halloween. Oh, oh, once? No, you have to do it twice. (laughs) Why? Because it explains away everything. You got to catch all the Easter eggs. (laughs) Let's get into Viola's, Viola's relationship with Odd. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> All right, uh, so what we know about her is basically she has the two kids who are shown at the beginning, and she's the co-worker. And she knows about Odd's powers, or knows that like uh, Odd is uh, clairvoyant, I think she calls him. Which is why she explains her dream and like, oh, have you have you heard about this before? And Odd is just like completely like, oh, no, don't worry about it. And he, I forget <laughs> what he's doing. 
He was right? following. Like, he was following Fungus Bob, so he was like yes. eye watching him from like as he crossed like a park with full of kids and like everything, with the Bodax following him. And like the whole time he's brushing her off. I think twice, twice during that whole thing in the lead up to the ending of this movie, he told her like he was like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. You're not gonna die." <laughs> and. And then at the end, he's so fucking confused. It was like, oh, why are you standing next to the people with bull- like the bowling alley shirts that you saw in your dream? Like, and he's like, like, what? How? Like, and she was just like, dude, you told me it was fine, so I'm here. And he's like, I told you not to like, not to like go into public. Like, <laughs> and she's like, well, my kids. daughter's birthday. My daughter's yeah. birthday is coming up. She got to pick out a gift. <sighs> yeah, Viola was not a smart character. No, <laughs> no. After being worried about uh, being worried about what do you call it, getting killed from her dream that much. And they go to her house and like, like psychic read her or whatever, because he does something. He like enters her mind or something, right? Like he also that's another thing. His powers are just like like Deus Ex Machina, where he's like, oh, mm-hmm. how do I progress the plot? Oh, I can just walk around and find the plot. Oh, how do I like find out more about the plot? I read this girl's mind, like. And that's where he get he like uh he sees the the uh, the bowling logo right in her thing. That's how he knows it's all connected to her. Well, I know there was the early connection when when she first asked about the dream because she's like, "Oh, hey, I got a nightmare." When they're like outside the diner, uh, and she says, and he she says the bowling shirts. Oh no, that that's when they're at her house. Yeah, like, and he's mind whatevering her. At at her house, she says uh, a carousel. She heard a carousel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. He's like doing some mental power ability stuff to make her remember, and she's explaining it. Yeah. Okay, I missed that. <laughs> no, because right they're, they're um, she's like describe. She's like, oh, I hear a, a sports team cheering. And I hear the carousel and I see the bowling shirts. Remember? Oh, okay. And then those three things happen. Like people are watching like whatever, a game on a a TV (laughs) and then a carousel. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. That was 1000% DSS Machina. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I didn't know he was using powers to do that. I thought she just had like closed her eyes and thought really hard. Yeah, no, it's uh, he has like ungodly powers. Is the whole thing? Great. <laughs> I'm, I'm didn't trying. Know. I didn't no, know he was the... using powers there. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I I think he had. There's another instance of him using powers, and I can't remember what it is. See, now I'm starting to turn to anti Odd Thomas team because he could have totally prevented this goddamn thing. Oh yeah. The the fact that his whole like he was bamboozled by the boat axe was fucking bizarre to me. Like right. how we couldn't figure that out. Cause he was also so right. Yeah. Um in in all the earlier points of this movie. Um alright, so that leads us up to this big reveal uh that the cops are all in on it. How do we how do we learn that the cops are all in on it? Um well, he connected the the one cop. I I don't fucking. They're so unmemorable, and they each have like three lines each. So I'm not gonna fucking call them out by name. But one of them had the the POD tattoo, the one mm. with, like bowling alley cop. 
And then that's how we connected them. And he was like, oh, there's two. And then there was more and more, you know? Yeah. And no, he also forgot about the guy who came into there was like, Bob, where's my gun? He forgot about that guy. Yes. Which is like fucking like bumfuck stupid. Like, I don't know how he forgot. Like he was at Bob's house and the guy came in asking for his gun. and was like, oh, that guy's not part of their group. I'm going to leave no investigation to that. <laughs> I think you called that out too. I think you were like, oh, that guy's working with them. Like later in the movie, you like heard the voice or something. You're like, oh, that's the same dude that like went to his house with a gun. Yeah. So it's funny. I mean, Maybe you have some psychic powers, Adam, that you don't know about. Or I just fucking remember shit. And this movie is like pretty like on paper plain. But again, like if you did, if you knew about everything in this movie, this movie is so fucking like boring and and plain and fucking like the the the, the quippets between the two main characters are so fucking <laughs> so yeah right you know what I mean like what what obviously you know fucking well no because you could see a good movie with the twist like I'm I'm trying to think of, what what's a big twist movie um Six Sense. Yeah, like that. Like you could still rewatch the movie and be like, "Oh, like what a great twist!" You see the twist of this movie, and it's like, "All right, like, woohoo!" <laughs> well, let's get into it. Well, I guess part one would be that the the group of four is involved because we yeah. thought it was it. We thought it was Bob, or or like we assumed it was Bob, or maybe he was just running around chasing nothing. Um, but when the POD thing happens, he remembers back to the cop who had the POD tattoo in his forearm. So then that was like the two of them involved, but he doesn't learn that the four of them involved until he goes, um, remember he takes like a bat and he goes down to like the security area of the mall and he like bashes the one that's coming out of the door, the, the uh, security door in the face. And he, then he finds out that that was the, the blonde headed cop. Yeah. And then he goes on the security camera and sees that guy, uh, sees a guy it's with a gun in the middle of a mall. I'm trying to think of their, like, body count, because, like, they killed the two security officers, and I think, oh. I don't think they shot anyone else besides the, the other. Well, I wasn't going to fucking say that. I was gonna say, oh, we're, we're fucking probably past now in this podcast, so. Yeah, the, the, the big twist, which I loved, was the girlfriend fucking died, and I called it. We were sitting on the couch, and she pops up and is like, oh, odd, everything's alright, and I look at Annie, I'm like, she's dead. <laughs> You did call that shit. And you looked at me like, she's clearly alive. You're wrong. <laughs> and like, like whatever it was, like 10, 15 minutes later, like he's fucking crying over fucking her ghost, like leaving. And I'm like, Andy, she's, she was dead. Like fucking pay up. <laughs> Listen, I called when I saw the cops and when they were talking about police brutality, like 20 minutes into this movie, I was like, there's our killers. And I, <laughs> yes, and I was did, completely yep. right. So. Yep. And then, like, like there was little small things that I was, like, picking up on that I was just, like, dead wrong about. Like, I thought, like, Willem Dafoe's, like, girlfriend, who, like, odd ends up calling for information. Wait, what? That just sparked a fucking memory. So, like, half of the scene's Willem Dafoe in. He is fucking naked fucking his girlfriend. <laughs> and odd's calling him going, like, you need to get down to the church right now. <laughs> and he's, like, eating, like, pie, like, off his girlfriend's chest or, like, with cream. And he's just like, really? Now, Odd? Uh, it's date I'm night. Kind of- yeah. <laughs> odd, I'm kind of busy. <laughs> and she's going, you're like, no, no, you gotta go. You gotta go. Uh, with cream, can we- but like, uh, I thought like she was involved in it or or maybe it was Willem Dafoe's like when they were in the hospital. Like, that was. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, dead wrong. That led dead, to nothing. Yeah. 
No, I like that's the thing. Like Willem Dafoe's character, the only time I didn't like him, he was talking about odd. When he was doing anything else, I was like, oh fuck yeah, this guy's great. <laughs> um. All right. So getting back into like the shooting scene. So now he yeah. sees that he, we're assuming that the other cop, the the black haired cop, is the one that has like he's like a ski mask on ski uh, mask. and he's shooting. So when odd pursues him, he ends up like subduing him. Um, and, but he like, you know, gets off a bunch of rounds. He shoots into the ice cream shop. Um, what happens? Cause I, that scene was another scene where it was like, well, shot, but weird how it was executed. Like he misses two shots and clips him in the shoulder. Yeah. Or does he shoot him? I, I forget I th- exactly what happened. Do you I remember? Think he misses, he misses the first shot, like terribly. I think he misses the first two shots, but like the guy didn't even like look at him because he wasn't even, I think like he was he was well, turned, he was firing yeah. like his M16 or whatever. Um and then yeah, then he shot him and like tackled him to the ground. Yeah, shot him, tackled him, I think. And then he pulled off the mask and it ends up being the guy that was looking for his guns at, at Bob's house. Um which was kind oh, of a twist. No, no, no. He all right, ready? So he is remember he checked and was like oh, only four rounds in the pistol. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about now? And he, he puts it back in, uh, puts the slides clip back in, fires, misses twice, clips him in the shoulder. Then the Bodaks are holding him back. Oh. And he sh- he goes up point blank and yeah. shoots him in the head. Which is actually a good scene. The the fact yeah, I, that the again, Bodaks were there was yeah, crazy. The scenes like stand out. Like some scenes stand out miles above the rest in this movie. And that was another good scene. Yeah. Because it was so intense, and like you see, I don't know if it like tracked the bullet, but I remember you see like where the bullet goes, and you're like, oh, he's getting closer. Oh, fucking, I don't know if you fired a gun. Then he clips him in the shoulder, and then it's like, oh, he stopped firing. Oh, he has to reload or whatever. It was a shot, well shot yeah. scene. And then there's like a second. So then this is the second twist of being like he pulls off the mask, and it's like the whole thing isn't over yet. Because now it's like the fourth guy that's involved in it, but the the cop with the black hair is still like alive and somewhere. And then that's when the blonde girl shows up and then leads him to where the bomb is. He checks on uh he checks on Stormy like quickly. And then she she like pops up, which it ends up being that that he's, you know, imagining that. Seeing her. <clears throat> well, he's seeing her dead body. That's what it is. He's seeing her ghost. That's what it yeah. is. So so there's a little bit of trickery there. Then he goes and he finds like the bomb and like <laughs> there's like this random dude just standing by like box truck going, it's yeah. ticking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, that was such a fucking weird, like, uh, yeah. oh my, all right, ready? So I'm, I'm rewatching it. I don't know if you are. Is this your truck? Yeah. That's what he says. Is this your truck? This can't be parked here. And do you remember what he does next? Yeah. <laughs> No, he's like, get me a drill. I need to get this lock off. And he just starts drilling the metal door. Oh my god! Yeah, I, this is my notes. I don't have my notes up right now. Yeah, so he like, like, like fucking. I don't know how they're getting the sparks. What machine? He's not drilling. He's like fumbling around, barely fucking touching it. He's like putting it on and off of it, and like there's just sparks going constantly. I don't know if the sparks are CGI, but he's like. Pushing down on the lock to just like push the fake prop down because it's like obviously not attached and he's just like pushing it down a, t- a weird scene and it's like not cut and you can see that the lock just like slides off the fucking like b- box part. <laughs> so weird, dude. 
then he opens it and it's just a whole shitload of yeah. explosives. Um uh and then like uh then the the black haired cop comes down, he starts shooting at him, he's like, Hey, you're messing up my plan here. Which I don't know why he's by his ticking bomb. Yeah, no, because uh, that was another thing. They were gonna shoot up the the th- uh, I was about to say school because that's so fucking common now, ha. Huh? The the mall, and then immediately undress and be like in police uniform, like oh, I showed up on scene. What's going on here? To like get out of it. Yeah. Um, and then blow it up. Also. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm trying to wrap my head around blow up to get rid of evidence or like blow up to get rid of. I know it's to like kill people, but like once you start like mass shooting, everyone just kind of leaves. No, they locked everyone in. Remember? Oh yeah, they locked everyone in. Okay, so mm-hmm. all right, I, I'm talking myself into it's actually no. Correct. Hey, listen, thank God we found something that made sense. Like at least this movie has a couple little moments when we're going like, yeah, that was kind of stupid, and we talk through it, and then we're like, oh no, it made sense. It had a, it had a, it had a, a you know, a reason for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so then the, the black haired cop comes down and like shoots him in the arm and then he's trying to like run into the van in order to like start driving it away, which is, it relays back to the scene where he, he, um, jump starts the car by like clicking wires together. He then gets shot through the window into the stomach and he still just hot wires the car and starts it up and goes. Yeah, like I said previously, it'd be so much fucking cleaner if it was like, oh, the keys are in here, fucking whatever. I I don't even know the guy's name. Fucking John officer or Dangle. some shit. Yeah, off, yeah, Officer John P. Dongle. Fucking, you left your keys in here, you, you, you fucking you stupid. <laughs> officer Dangle was uh, the cop from Reno 911. Oh. <laughs> well, no, because it'd be like, oh, like, it could have been explained away, like, oh, he left the keys in there because... What? What is going to use the keys for? Right. Yeah. Like the a truck's going to explode. Gonna explode. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. And then, like, so he, that cop, uh, got. I don't remember how he got onto the truck. Me. I guess he either. just. Guess he just ran at it before Odd could pull out of the parking lot. And yeah, he was he, like dangling on the side, and trucks have um, those like bars at the end. Mm. He could have uh, grabbed onto that. Well. <laughs> That chase. So now we get into a chase scene in which Odd is trying to keep this cop away from like getting inside. Um, and he's like trying to shoot him through the window while still trying to hang on. Odd is going about like 70, 80 miles an hour. Fair assessment. Uh, I think it might be shown, but yeah, he's going real fast. I don't think it was shown. I think that when they when you looked at the windows, they were like pretty blurry. So I'm going to assess that he was going 70, 80 miles an hour. Um uh actually a pretty good scene i felt was that fight that ending like fight scene because like i just hated the fucking him driving it into a ditch and exploding that cgi was <laughs> dog shit and also like what driving into the ocean driving into a lake or some shit what like it was like a weird like uh, dried up lake bed with a bridge right am i i i don't i think i'm remembering this correctly well, I mean, what else do you expect from a small town? Small What's town, be yeah. on the outskirts of a small town that's by a desert that we've seen like three times in this movie. Um, um, but yeah, I like the fight, though, that precedes that, because although the explosion is, is ridiculous, like it explodes over, like it engulfs the entire bridge that's above it. <laughs> yeah. And remember, like it like there was like columns like where like the walls were like high around the road. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the road was kind of like dug in. And remember, it like went down like the entire yeah, line. It f- like followed it. Yeah. That shit was so. We were like, "That's not how Bob's work." That's how yeah. work. <laughs> that was pretty good too. But I did like the scene that that of them fighting in the truck. Um, he does then fall out of the truck and like goof. Like when he starts to aim for like the corner that he's gonna hit, he jumps out and like rolls on like dirt and mm. and like hard ground, uh, going seventy eight miles an hour. I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then he wakes up in the hospital, and uh, Stormy is there along with like um, um, along with Viola, Violet, whatever her name is. The neighbor, yeah. Viola. Um, and uh, you know she's like, "Oh my God, you're a hero and everything." And then uh, the narration takes over, and it's uh, and that's where also Willem Dafoe shows up completely unharmed, uh, <laughs> even though hours ago he was shot three times. Yeah, because this is day two of the uh, two-day movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you oh know, no, this might of... be day three. Yeah, it might be day three. It depends after... on how long he was out after jumping out of a seventy-mile-an-hour car. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he get he goes home and he he like gets a house with Stormy and I guess like. They had set up earlier, like she, they were riding on on his like moped or scooter together, and she was like, "You gotta leave here." There was like a small little scene where he was saying like, "You gotta leave here," and he's like, "I will when we find the funds to." Even yeah. though he's helping out police and not getting a salary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think how they get the money. Did he was it like fundraised because people like he was a hero? Is that how it went? I'm not remembering to get the right house. Moment. I have no idea. I, it was all in his imagination. I think it was all in imagination. No, not the house. Because they, they came in and they were like, oh, it's time to like give her up or whatever. I'm trying to think. I think he was like, he got fundraised the money. Okay. That's in, an interesting point to throw at the end of the movie. <laughs> no, because remember, there was like a fucking news crew and like a crowd outside his, mm. his uh, hospital room. Okay. So maybe it was 2013. They'd go find me back then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I actually do kind of remember that. Um, and then uh the third twist in the last ten minutes of the movie comes out, uh, and it's that Stormy died in the shooting. <laughs> Which I again, good twist. I I love that. Well I loved it because one, I was right. Two, it made <laughs> sense. It made sense. Cause like why why would fucking also another thing I didn't really get into was I hate, not hate, fucking, I, I felt a little less than neutral, a little, like, more dislike, was how they just started off together. I, I feel like I like having the little, like, cat and mouse, like, ooh, like, I'm more playful and, like, I can be, like, more joking than, like, oh, yeah, we've been together since 13 and fucking talk like fucking we're in a Tarantino movie 24-7. You know what I mean? Like because we were like we were sitting there we were watching and it was like um and he was like stormy whatever her last name is and it's like uh, we're, they, they do the psychic thing and they get the car and it says together forever and they like look at each other and then like i think they kiss and then it like it like does that thing where it time warps to like now from like their flashback and it's like showing them just making out with each other and we were like oh he's got the love interest already like he didn't like lose her or he was like too odd to like uh, odd he was too odd to like like have a girl that hot you know 
Um, also, <laughs> there was some pretty can't like she was in some pretty uh, p- pretty naked scenes in this movie. That, that was really she wasn't oh, naked. Yeah, no, yeah, like she had like like uh, no, Tight it was clothing. No, it was just underwear and an oversized t shirt. But when she sat down in the bed, it was just like oh, you're like oh, like <laughs> yeah, you're almost naked. Yeah. Like I was like whoa, that's interesting. And that scene meant nothing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I, I remember what we're talking about, but I don't remember the context of it at fucking all. Like, I don't remember what they said or anything about that scene, but I remember the scene. I think it was around the time either they were going to go to Viola's house to talk to her about, like, staying in, or it was just after that, and they were just being like, you think she's going to be fine? Yeah, I think she's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, like, small little like, tidbit. It was, it a... was a two-minute scene yeah. that meant nothing. Yeah. Just, just to show off a girl in lingerie. Okay, and uh, I have it up right now. So, like the ascension or fucking whatever crossing over to, for uh, why can't I fucking think of her name? Stormy. There, we, I was gonna say Summer, like fucking Phineas and Ferb. I don't know why. Um, she like uh, apparitions into like butterflies, <laughs> which. I remember now, I don't think the other two fucking ghosts do that, Andy. No, they don't. It, it was literally like, he looks right, and he, then he looks left, and they're gone. So I... I, I, what, I, I don't like that inconsistency. <laughs> At least yeah. the other ghosts, you'd be like, oh, I'm free now. Like her, that was a, like a nice scene. Like She's like, oh, like letting go and butterflies. Um, like fucking, obviously. I didn't know she liked butterflies. Maybe she, if she had like a butterfly pendant, I'd be like, oh, haha, makes sense. Like, but, I don't know why butterflies mean anything to her. Hey, girls, butterflies. Girls like butterflies. Fucking, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean? I guess. Uh, well, th- this is where, I, I mean, I'd like to ask, what else did you like about the twist? Like, like, let me get, let me get your hard line. This is what I liked about why the twist besides like, so you went over the first part, which is like, it makes sense why it happened, which yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, uh, and then like, is there, is there anything else about the twist that you liked of like her dying? Um, it, it just felt right. You know, like everything in this movie felt like it was too, like good to be true yeah like like the, with the bodax and shit like messing with him like i was like okay whatever mm. like but th- i just i liked it it was a good twist of like oh like the movie ended you know everything's so happy go lucky and there was like 20 minutes after the whole fucking car exploded deal bit of like him being praised and in, in the hospital and then that's just being like oh yeah i'll actually by the way she died get ready for book two <laughs> i kind of like that see i thought it was just too much you know because, like, there was little twists all throughout the movie, but to, like, shove three, like, major twists that, like, I still question the impact of, <clears throat> you know? No, all right, ready? Any, I'm going to go out. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, go out on a limb. Book two meets a new love interest. Putting money on it. <laughs> <laughs> you're You're thinking that this book series is going to continue. I mean, this movie series is going to continue, which it's not. Oh, it's not. I'm talking about the book series. He, like guaranteed oh, yeah. book two. Okay. Chapter two, love interest. Like I'm putting money on it. Check us out next week <laughs> yeah. when we do the, uh, audio. We'll do Netflix audio books. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Netflix podcast book club, <laughs> <laughs> which honestly might not be a bad idea. If we do an offshoot, like on a Patreon or something of us just reading the the books and talking about the fucking books. If we get some fucking money, I'll I'll go out, I'll renew my fucking library card and, and read this book series. 
I'll do it. Renew my library card. Oh yeah, dude, that that shit's fucking all this shit. <laughs> Collecting dust. Um, all right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rail against this this these twists yeah, at the end of it. this movie. Uh so I just don't think like so there is no impact to beyond this this whole POD shit, right? There's no like like are the Bodaks gonna now get out and go to other cities and like expand? You know what I mean? So if like that, if that danger's there, like he's just trying to save people in the town. And then after, after, you know, um, um, uh, Stormy dies after he finds out that Stormy dies and she ascends into like the next plane or whatever the fuck he then leaves to go to a bigger city. Cause he's like, I can't join her in the afterlife. Um, so one, he just ends up leaving the fucking town anyway. Yeah. That had all these Bodaks everywhere and like was in so much peril. He just says, oh, I need to go to like Vegas and go to the big city in order to like prove myself. Well, no, the, Which, the, I, okay. The Bodaks would have left anyway because they have nothing to like feed on because there wasn't going to be a disaster. You know what I mean? They're just going to go find the next disaster and then feed off that. That's their whole deal. Sure. So why would sure. they ever stick around? Because that was like the most he's ever seen, oh. and he's seen them before in his small town. Yes. So okay, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they're just going to stop because he stopped the shooting. Well, halfway stopped the shooting. Well, Andy, we just got to read the books, read every <laughs> eight books, and then we'll 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 come back. Right, we're going to pause the podcast, release this in two <laughs> years when we read all eight books. Uh, <laughs> and then like that just leads me into like. This whole thing of uh, that her death really didn't like like her ascension also didn't need to happen. You know, like he could have just like stayed happy with her forever, whether or not he moved to Vegas or not. Ooh, yeah. What if what if it, like the fucking twist was like he's just like ghost girl that can help him like, solve mysteries. I'm trying to think what, like what that. That would be cool. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Because, I mean, like there, it's it's nothing else like like all the other a, a ghost can stay there if they want to stay there. So what's her motivation to ascend? She's just, you know, going to spend a life that she's trapped there. But then she also like loves him so much that that might be worth it. Uh, no, because you got to make room for the love interest, right, Andy? Okay. Got, got it right around. You know what? I'm throwing up my arms <laughs> and I'm conceding. No, because I'm just saying because there's no actual reason Yes. And that's that's all I can think of is fucking okay. writing in someone else. And that's what I'm kind of getting at is that there was no reason for these twists to happen. So, you know, what I mean, like you can like them, but like they have just such a, a weird impact on the story itself of things that we don't understand that we would then have to either like venture to find more information. on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like watching a second movie or reading the second book. Yeah, the second, the second movie. <laughs> Yeah, which is not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, you you want it? You know why it's never going to happen? You know, I'll read you. Why? All right. So the entire budget was just over twenty-seven million, and in box office it was one point three million. That's unreal to me. <laughs> that that's the like the the most flop movie I could fucking think of. Yeah, and think about how sad it is that this is like gonna rank towards like the higher end of movies that we watched 
Well, and another thing is apparently this whole book series has like a cult following. You said it was a New York Times bestseller. Like it had a bunch of novels sold. Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, even when you were going over stuff like reviews, like like you were saying, like the reviews are just like all over the place. Like IMDb gave this a 6.8 out of 10, which I don't know how the hell that happened. Um, and it also is like borderline shouldn't have been on this podcast, but Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 38 <laughs> percent. And that really brings it down. Um, do you know offhand what the Google reviews said about it? Uh what their ranking was or whatever? Or? Yes. Uh, 4.5. Which is wow. like, it's... I have 227 rating. 227. Like, this, in my opinion, is not a good movie. This It's the best movie, you know, I, we've seen since TV Halloween. <laughs> uh, we've seen so far, and probably that will be on our list for a while. But it's still just a bad movie at its core. It's just confusing. You know, it's definitely going to be one of those movies that um, I don't know, like it's like a, it's almost like a wannabe inception. You know what I mean? Like it's trying to be so, so deep, which also tails into why I don't like the twist is that it tries to be so, so deep and it's not really that deep. Um, And then once everything is revealed, like you said, it's like boring. Like it's not, you don't even think it's worth it to go back and do a second watching of this movie when you understand everything. Um, yeah, because there's a few good points in this movie. Like if, like during the trailer when it was uh, seeing the Bodax that first time, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a great movie." And then we watched another trailer, and it was like, uh, like it was like bizarre, and there was a lot like they're showing off the like garbage CGI explosions, and I was like, "Oh, we're watching this on Andy." <laughs> but yeah, the, like you said, the reviews are all over the place, and I'm reading a lot of the one-star reviews and they're like, do you guys did not watch the same movie I did? You want me to read uh, the one I have right now? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, This is, I'm kind of leaving out some stuff because it's written very poorly. (laughs) Um, uh, From Reaver over on uh, IMDb. What is wrong with everyone with a bunch of uh, explanation question marks? Uh, t- did I watch a different movie? This movie is horrible and not in a good way for a horror movie. It's just plain terrible. Uh, I felt uncomfortable knowing uh, this was shaping up to be a cornfield turd. Whoops, I said that. I meant to uh, skip over that, but haha. Uh, and that was the first five minutes, which I disagree with, actually. Uh, oh, okay. Right off work, funded by a ridiculous chasing that goes on too long, and then it is just brushed under the carpet like nothing happened, which is well said. Um, the actors seem to be struggling to act convincing the entire movie. Uh, and I don't think it's their fault. However, the script is so corny. Uh, it's like a teen TV show. Um, uh, even screen heavyweights like Defoe can't make it work. Some lines in the movie wouldn't be out of place in an episode of Hannah Montana. Uh, and apparently everyone in this uh, one horse town speaks like hip teenagers, even the police chief. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, and then it kind of trails off after that. But yeah, it's it's like I, I agree. It's like uh, I'm trying to find like the one star reviews, and like this pretty much summed it up perfectly for me. But there's a bunch of five star reviews, like oh my god, love the movie, like fucking, like oh so, love the books, love the movie, like too bad, you know, whatever. The uh, not whatever, but the, you know, the main actor died, and um, they're like oh he played odd perfectly, like oh like. 
it's like no he didn't like it was i i think that it's like it's like i wish i could go back to a time in which like i didn't like overanalyze a movie when i watch it but like you know i'm gonna do it anyway whether or not i'm doing a podcast about it but like i think that's just what it is i think if people are just watching that movie and it's like oh there's all these cool shit happened and blah 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 and they're not paying attention to like what anything means and they're just like yeah that totally makes sense to me because they're just like not trying to like piece things together and make sure things make sense (laughs) like i wish i could go back to that time when i did that like as like a kid yeah and like we're not being that nitpicky. Yeah, we'll go in like you know very like niche shit in like certain scenes, but like overall, like I- I'm I've no idea how it's rated that high or how some people are like, <laughs> oh, this is a perfect movie, give it the perfect rating. You know what I mean? Like that's too much for this movie. Well, then Adam, I ask you, out of ten, what are you rating this movie? I think I gave Hubie Halloween a five point five. We, we also keep keep mentioning Huey Halloween. It's the the next week's movie, but I just couldn't wait to watch it, so we had to uh, do that first. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I'll, I can tell you what you said for Vampires Suck. If that helps you out at all, not unfortunately. I'll, I'll give this a four. <laughs> okay. Okay. Out of ten, to clarify. Uh, I think I'm going to give this a five. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was good enough to at least watch once. Uh, it's intrigued me to watch it a second time. I don't know how invested I am. I don't think I'm going to be watching it as invested as I was the first time I watched it. Um, but I mean, you know, I think just like a really great movie for us to do um, because it kept us talking constantly for an hour and a half. Um, yeah, there was always something that popped up and was worth talking about, but not in a good way. <laughs> no, some of them were really bad, even. Including including that the three impacted twists at the end of the movie, um, yeah. So this, uh, I think I said it. Did I say it? yeah? Six point eight on on IMDb. It got a thirty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, uh, I I would say this movie probably gets what I like rated like fifty percent, and that should be what it is across the board. Yeah, as you know, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, yeah, it's thirty eight and forty five. Yeah, that's pretty on par. Yeah, I I think it's what, solid out of seven five. on IMDb. Yeah, it's a seven on IMDb, which That's is crazy. I- insane for a movie that literally lost twenty five million dollars. Yeah. Um. Except, yeah, on paper it lost money. Like, there's yeah. no way it should be. Yeah. Whatever. A cu- couple extra side notes is that uh, Anton Yelich uh, ended up dying in 2016. Uh, weirdly though, with some of the other movies that we did, this was not his last movie before he, uh, before he died. He had a bunch of stuff that he released, uh, posthumously. Uh, he, his, a car, he was like, uh, he got out of his car when he pulled up his driveway. And as he walked down to go to like the gate and where his mailbox was, his car like pinned him against like that in the grate. Um, you're welcome future Andy. Yeah. I, I went over, uh who little Ozzy was supposed to be. Uh, I confirmed that Defoe is the police chief. Cause I was confused if it was, if it was uh, odds father during the whole movie, that would have been another, obviously fucking book, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that, that, that should have been something fucking, it was a father figure, but like, we just never met his father. Yeah. No, we met quote unquote, like for a hot second, his father, but yeah, 
Also, that would have been like, oh, it's like, oh, that kind of would have been like Dexter, where it would have been like the father's police chief and he's letting his son get away with everything. Yeah. Yeah, because there really is no reason why a police chief would trust like a kid that just has, you know, um, abilities. Abilities, yeah. Even even no matter how right he is, because he's also wishy washy with how he feels. Yep. Um. So you're recommending this? You're recommending to watch this movie or no? Um. I can't say that I would recommend watching it. No. Wow. Wow. I would say, like, if you're into, like, I don't know, if you're into just a crazy movie experience, if you want to watch one of the crazy ones, um, I think I think this is that. I think there's some elements here where shit goes down and you're like, what the fuck? We, we never talked about how in when he first goes into um, uh, uh, Bob's house, there's like a portal to hell and everything freezes over. Remember that? Oh, which just led to nothing yeah it was just that one scene and and all the uh all the bodaks came out of it and his cell phone rang because um stormy was calling him and then they just all like left so it was like were they summoning the bodaks to come out i it was weird um never talked about again never explained don't know what the fuck that was but uh adam is there anything else uh you gotta say about this movie no, I, I think we, we know this one pr- pretty well. We went over just about everything we could. Uh, you want to plug your Twitter? Yeah, uh, it's going to be at NetFlopsPod. Uh, you can DM us or tweet at us your movie recommendations or uh, comments, concerns. And uh, we're pretty on top of our Twitter right now, so we will mm, respond within a day or two. You can also follow me uh, on all the social medias at Andy Doherty, A-N-D-Y-D-O-R-T-Y. <clears throat> I'm also a sports writer, yada, yada. Like like our stuff. Help us help us go get some money, huh? How about that? Uh, because I think me and Adam are two people that can get really dedicated into stuff uh, and do some really cool shit, um, you know, if, we're, if we get the time to do it. Uh, Adam, yeah. thank you, man, for doing the show with me. Uh, yeah, no problem. Good, just just good, good overall episode, man. Um, but to everybody watching, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you guys next week.